Welcome to the Casually Fit Podcast with your host, Nicole. And David. We are just your regular guy. And gal here to talk to you about everything health, fitness, and overall life balance. Because health looks different on everyone. today the party yeah should we make that a thing mm. is that like our accent we say party maybe it's not like the australians how they say if you guys didn't watch our episode where i tried to say welcome back to the party like an australian i can't yeah. even do an australian accent no. uh, honestly it's they kind of it, butchering yeah they make it sound so good whereas oh, no. like oh no <laughs> i don't know okay <laughs> they say that though yeah. oh no but i feel like that's just me being mean i guess not mean it's just making fun okay (laughs) hey you know what they probably make fun of our accents all the time oh yeah they're like yeah hey (laughs) it's canadians yay i say that a lot i must say it in this i know i wonder if i don't know sometimes i say it a lot but i don't know it depends it's more like conversation yeah although you know what canadians and australians say a lot apparently i think australians say this but we say it a lot here is yeah no way Oh yeah, oh yeah. Eh? No, it's I say that. Oh yeah, no, which makes no sense. <laughs> or oh, no, but don't we don't we say uh, also no, but yes, like n- yeah. Oh yeah, no a. Eh? It's like oh yeah, no, like oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. We just add on the a. Oh yeah, yeah no a. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we tend to do that. We we don't we don't make sense. <laughs> I know we but. really don't. Anyways, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. How are you doing, back. David? I am honestly could be better with my arm oh, and whatnot. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. It kind of started like a week ago. About, yeah, David's dealing with like a little niggling injury, I guess. I don't know. It's like weird because I'm perfectly fine doing like some movements and stuff. And then like the yeah. other, and then I just move my arm like weirdly and I get a jolt of like, almost like your flesh feels like it's tearing off. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, but it's like in my bicep. So yeah. pretty much, like I just move my arm a little bit and I get like from my elbow to my shoulder, yeah. a like burning, ripping sensation. So, I mean, like I had similar um, symptoms when I had issues when I was cheerleading, when I tore my labrum cheerleading. Mm. And we thought it was a bicep tear, but yeah. it wasn't in the end. Yeah. Came to find out it wasn't. It was something in my shoulder. So I'm really hoping that it's not that and it's just like you pulled something. And Hopefully it's honestly. Hopefully it's not something serious. Like it might just be like a pinched nerve or like a hopefully just something out of place that's not like yeah. needing surgery on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I never had surgery on my shoulder because yeah. uh, the problem is we're going in a little deep dive, but. Uh, The problem is with the labrum tear, you like I went for an MRI, but they can't fully tell if it's torn, if it's torn in an MRI. Like if it's a big, big tear, then they might be able to tell. Um, But if it's like a little tear and they need to repair it, they'll only be able to tell if they if they go into your shoulder. Yeah. And it's a pretty um, invasive, very invasive. Like I remember looking into it and I was like, I don't want to have surgery on my shoulder. It looks horrible. Yeah um luckily i think i'm okay time. yeah it is a recovery well first of all i just 
couldn't imagine going through a surgery like that. It's just, anyways, we're rambling. Yeah, but anyway, on a good note, I <laughs> was able to do 57 unbroken double unders. That is a huge so win. I am very happy for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm happy for you, you know too. you know how long it took me <laughs> to be able yes. to at least do just 10 stupid double unders? Even to get oh, your double unders, my, yeah. Oh, it honestly, I think it took me legit like two, two years. Yeah, for like, sure. Minimum two years. It took me faster to learn walking on my hands than to do freaking double unders. Yeah, but that was the only thing I had on you. Yeah. Is that you had every other movement in CrossFit and you weren't able to get double unders, whereas I was able to get double unders and mm. barely had any movement. So, I was, you know, that's true. The one thing I had on you now, not so much. Yeah. But, but I'm uh, happy for you. I'm yeah. really, really happy so for you. So how was uh, your week or my week you was doing? good. I'm doing good. Um I actually had a really big win this week. I tried for another PR. That w. Yeah. Um I just tried for another PR on my deadlift. I did a deadlift PR well, a couple of weeks ago. I know I shouldn't try it often, but it felt light when I did it a couple of weeks ago. So I was feeling really hype when we were doing a workout at home. Yep. And I was like, Oh, I did like two oh five uh, deadlift, sorry. Yeah. I did a PR and deadlift, um, postpartum PR, not like a all-time, all-time PR. Yeah. My all, my all-time PR is 305 yeah. and I want to get back to 305. That is my goal because I know that I can easily do 305. Um, anyways, so yeah, I, uh, hit 225 a couple weeks ago and then I did 205 for three reps and I was like mm-hmm. I can easily hit like a pretty like higher than 225 for one rep yeah so we loaded up the bar and I when I go for a PR or I know that I'm getting close to my PR weight I don't always like to count the weight yeah because I psych myself out I do that a lot yeah <laughs> especially I'm like, I don't want to know I'll know after exactly especially if I'm going to do like an Olympic lift like I kind of I'm doing it safely like that I know that um, I'm not going to hurt myself or mm-hmm. anything. Like I'm not doing a huge jump, but I know like that I'm in that range. Yeah. I'm like that with my snatch. Yeah. Oh, I, God, yeah. I have to not know the weight because at a certain weight, it just, I get freaked out. Yeah. It, yeah. it mentally like messes well, with me. When you're like, okay, okay. I'm going to be lifting 150 pounds, 150. It starts it. like, oh my God, I'm lifting, you know? Anyways. So I t- tend to not know what's on the bar. So I loaded up the bar and I did a couple reps. I don't even know what the weight was, but it was probably like 225. And then I think I did like 235. Yeah, and then... Because you had a few little change plates and Yeah. I stuff. And then uh, and then I loaded up the bar to 245 and lifted it. Yeah. And it went up pretty good. Yeah. Like it felt slow, but honestly, when I look back yeah. at the footage, it looked actually really it good. Went, honestly, it went pretty easy. Like yeah. it was like... It looked the well, same the, as like yeah. when you lift the 205. Yeah, I mean, so. before I had a, before I had Cove, um, two forty five, I could rep that out. Yeah, like not rep it out like ten reps, but I could do like, like at least five reps. Fast. Yeah. Like, or worst case, fast singles. Yes, exactly. Like it wasn't like deadlift is my strongest mm-hmm. lift, so, you know, like two forty five before wasn't that bad, and it I just need to get used to the weight on the bar. Really, that's the thing. Um. Yeah. So. 
I, I we are rambling quite a bit, <laughs> uh, but actually something I wanted to kind of introduce to the podcast, which I heard on another podcast, which is the Rise and Conquer podcast. Um, they do a recommendation of the week, mm. and I feel like we should do this. I, I really so. would love to. I love recommending things to people. Mm. I love it so much. So I want to recommend some yeah. things to you guys. And today we're going to recommend something. David, take it away. Okay. Recommend us something. Well, I'm going to recommend um, a show on Netflix that we've been kind of just like binge watched both seasons because there's only two seasons. So it's called Pretty Hard Cases. If you're Canadian, it's more of a Canadian show. Yeah, it's based in Toronto. Yeah. So it's it's honestly in the beginning, you're kind of like, eh, is it going to be good? But then you just get into it because it's like the, it's chill. the dynamic yeah. is really good. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Not it wasn't too lie. bad. It wasn't no. too bad. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What was your recommendation? I actually... Okay. So I'm going to technically say two because I got this idea from the Rise and Conquer podcast and I really want to actually recommend that mm. in the end of the, at the end of the day because that's a really good podcast. I love that podcast, especially if you're into like manifesting or changing your mindset mm. and things like that. Highly recommend that podcast. Um, but the thing that I was actually like originally going to recommend is a song that I have heard all over TikTok and Mm. it gets stuck in my head and I really, really like it. And it's by this artist called Talk, T-A-L-K. And his song, like he only has one song, but it's Run Away to Mars. Mm. It gets stuck in my head. I like love it. It's such a like jam and I just love listening to it and playing it in the car. I like full blast. I'm like, yeah, like love (laughs) it. It's a really good song. It is. Okay. So... Our recommendations are done, and uh, t- now we're going to get into a little bit more of a serious-ish talk. I mean, we're this spilling is, the tea. We're spilling the tea <laughs> about having a baby and becoming parents. parents. Oh my gosh! Oh. I mean, I know a lot of you guys who might be listening to this might already have kids or whatever. Um, so some of this might not be new to you guys, but to us, this was, was a new. huge. Yeah, it was a big adjustment. Every step is new. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is new, Um, but we just wanted to share our experience. We're not like we're not saying that we're the best parents in the world and we know everything because we certainly do not at all. But we would just love to share our experience. Yeah. Okay. So why not? Let's just uh, jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're first going to talk about the labor journey. I shared my entire labor story. Well, we shared it because. You were part of it, yeah, uh, a major part of it. So we shared that on my YouTube channel. Uh, I'll have it linked down below. I shared like the birth vlog, and then I also shared like the story behind the scenes, um, just because like a lot happened, a and lot. it was I'm intense. Not, yeah, we're not gonna go into like detail because like I have the full videos on my channel, and like I said check that out because this video is gonna or not this video this podcast would be very long if i went into detail about like the labor (laughs) yeah um so i mean if you guys want a full video of me talking about my labor we can but we're just gonna do a brief overview or not video podcast i keep saying that anyways because you're so used to doing videos i know i really am um so a brief overview of the labor it didn't go to plan um it didn't go great at all I didn't even plan that like I went into like labor with like 
My goal was to go as natural as possible. The hospital that we were birthing at had a lot of options. Like we could do different positions. We could do a water birth. Like they had so many, so many options options. and it was really great. And I was so excited for that. And it was just, it's one of the number one hospitals, I think in Canada for birthing, birthing, I guess. Um, And I was really just excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is my birth plan. Like, I'm going to go as natural as possible. I'm going to try and go. Like, I wasn't fully set on an epidural. Like, I was like, if I need one, I'll take one because I'm not good with mm-hmm. pain. Like, when I'm in a lot of pain, like, I've had injuries where You're... I'll injure myself and my body just yeah. tenses up. Like, my muscles just automatically tense up. It's like just, I, I, like, I don't know, like a safety thing for my body. Mm-hmm. Um, or a reaction thing. And so I was like, you know what? Like I'll, I'll have an epidural if I have to, but I want to stay as natural as possible. And I want to give birth in more of like a squatting position rather than a lying down position. Yeah. Uh, just because I knew that was more beneficial and I knew I could do that with an epidural still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And, well, and also the hospital encouraged you to. Birth in different tr- positions. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they didn't actually want you to birth on your back. Like, they didn't, it's not that they didn't want you to. It was just like they, like you said, encouraged. Yeah. Um, so, we, I, we were like, the contractions were intense. Yeah, they came on pretty, pretty intensely. Yes. Uh, but I like, was like, the first time you're having contractions, you're like, what is this? Like, yeah. So, like, I didn't know, like, if I was in labor for yeah. a while. I was not feeling good the day before mm-hmm. it started. And I was just like, like, cause I've heard of, uh, I don't know, predominant labor or something like that, where it's like you have fake contractions, but they, like you're, you have contractions, but they never really progress into anything yeah, or progress into your birth. Like they're almost like, like you are about to give birth, but they're just, they just stop after like a while. Like you're just contracting. Yeah. So you're like, Shit, yeah, but then it stops, Yeah, you know? And so, like, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing that. Like, and I was like, I was almost panicking a little Mm -hmm. bit because I just didn't know what to do. Um, And then they got obviously progressive. We talked to the hospital and they were like, okay, like, we have to, you know, you have to have requirements. So that happened. We were in and out of the hospital a couple of times because it was just What? Three times? Rough. Yeah. Like, I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess I... I don't know. Maybe I can't handle pain. Maybe it was really bad. I don't know. It's the thing is, it was a, your first time. Yes. You had no I was idea. scared. I was honestly really scared. And I think that's what played into it yeah. a lot. Um, is that I just had a lot of fear. I tried to do like meditation and stuff, but I think at the end of the day, I was pretty, I was pretty scared. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what to expect. Um, well, that's it. Cause it's out of your control. It's yes. like seriously out of your and control. It was pretty discouraging going to the hospital and them being like, you're not even like you're one like, centimeter dilated. And I was like, you were 0.5 the first time we went. Yes. And then it was like one. Yeah. And then and it's like, you have like, to be two centimeters yeah. dilated to, for them no, to it was admit you. Three. Three. Three centimeters. Oh, well. Yeah. Had to be. I didn't. I only got to. Anyways. So it was intense. Mm-hmm. Um. And or your water had to break. Yes, or my water had to break. And I was so, like, in so much pain. We had been doing this for, what, probably, over. we was over 24 hours. Yeah, well, because... Before we so were even admitted. We, we went to the hospital around, what, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night? The first the time, The first yeah. time. And then... 
they discharged us pretty much at like three, three, four a.m. Yeah. So we came back, and they're told that like gave Nicole a bit of morphine. Yeah. So she could sleep a bit and whatnot. Which I didn't. No, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Well, I wanted you to sleep. Because <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Anyways, but we don't need to go into detail yeah. about that, but. It was just so bad, and I was in so much pain, and they had a bath there that they wanted you to relax in. We tried that. Didn't work. Every time we went in, we went into the bath, and then finally, what, the third time we were admitted? I went to the bath. I was like, no, well, before we were admitted, I was in so much pain that I was throwing up uncontrollably, and I was having contractions every 30 seconds to two minutes, and... Yeah, but no, when I called the hospital... I remember couch, it was every minute, like yeah. for an hour. Yeah, and I I was sitting on this couch just screaming in pain. I was honestly, I'm it, like, I'm glad our it was the middle of winter and our yeah. windows weren't open because the neighbors would have heard us. Because honestly, the way it sounded, <laughs> I it was like if the neighbors heard me, they'd be like, they would probably call is, the police. Is she dying? Yeah, like, exactly. Am I, like killing you? Yeah, but. <laughs> No, I know, it was, I know, it was bad. And I was like, I was sitting there, I was like, what do I do? Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't do anything. Exactly. I know, and I feel bad for you, yeah. you know, like you did your best, right? Yeah. but I was like... I know, <laughs> and I know you did your best. Yeah. And so, finally, I was just throwing up so much, I was in a lot of pain, obviously, contractions were happening quite quickly. So, they're like, okay, come to the hospital. We went to the hospital, yeah. and I was in the bath, and they were like look like you're not dilated (laughs) you're at one and a half centimeters and i was like yeah it's because i'm in like i couldn't relax so i couldn't Mm -hmm. dilate like that was the problem but the baths honestly really helped they did but but it didn't but at that point it was like i was in so much pain Mm -hmm. i was vomiting in the bath i (laughs) wasn't calming down and so finally they were like, okay, we're going to give you Pitocin and an epidural and get this started because obviously you're not doing good. Like yeah. I've been in labor for way over 24 hours now and it was just bad. And then yeah. when I stepped out of the bath, I had lost part of my Well, you, cause you, water. you got like, like when you stepped out, that's it. Like you, yeah, you got like really like big, big contraction. Yeah. And that's when you lost part of it. Yeah, exactly. So which was weird yeah, <laughs> that was a whole no weird experience <laughs> yeah exactly so they're like okay well now you're officially admitted but we have to give you pitocin because mm-hmm. you're not progressing so then finally gave me pitocin that and then the epidural <laughs> let's just talk about the epidural for a second oh jesus <laughs> the guy so they had to it was in the at in the middle of the night mm-hmm. so they, they had to call the guy in which they did when i was getting it like in the bath or whatever yeah. they're like okay like we just call him in so by the time you get out and mm-hmm. everything like that so I was in bed and uh, the guy came in. He was an older man, very, we, I would say very like Quebecois, like very French. I, if you guys yeah. are from Quebec, you know, but so we live in a French province in Quebec, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know who like a Quebecois kind of person is, you'll know. Um, and yeah. kind of rough around the edges is what I'm trying no to say. Yeah. Kind of like, just <laughs> no. like, okay, bend over. Yeah. So that's you. exactly it. That's exactly what happened. He was like, he was getting himself all set up and he was ready. And I was like, I was having contractions like every minute, like it was yeah. like very close. And so usually, usually what I learned about epidurals is that they wait till you're done contracting mm-hmm. and then they'll stick you so that you're not going to move or anything. Cause yeah. it's very 
care like you have to be very careful no he was like you know what she's in the middle of a contraction she's I'm already in pain it. let's just stab her so i was having a contraction i couldn't move i was like in pain and he was stabbing me in the back I think, although i don't even i would just remember I, I think i almost passed out when he did that yes you did you almost did because uh, i was like i haven't i remember that now because i didn't eat yeah and i was like so like tired yes and i just remember looking at him doing it yeah and i, I remember just kinda, you saying I oh like, i need to sit down like no i need to sit down yeah I'm like i'm gonna die yeah <laughs> thankfully we were in a birthing unit and you had your bed there um, my janky bed but yeah it's a bed yeah i remember that because i was like fuck like i cannot handle you passing out and like <laughs> i'm in a contraction i'm being stabbed in the back and you're passing yeah. out uh anyway uh, at least it wasn't like while i'm glad we can birth. yeah i know but i'm glad we can laugh about this now <laughs> anyway so i was stabbed in the back um honestly though i don't i like i remember him stabbing me in the back but I was so scared to move because I didn't want to become paralyzed. Yeah. Um, I think you were in so much pain. And also. I was in so much pain that I was like, stab me in the back, please. Like, get get rid of this pain. Like, I was in pain. Like, I was in, like, labor for so long. Mm. And then once I was, you know, set up, everything was good. I don't remember a lot because, like, honestly, I mm. blocked out a lot of this. Um but yeah, well, so once you were set up and everything, they told you to go to bed. And I did. I knocked out right away yeah. because I was so tired at that point. And then I went to bed too. Like yeah. I was able to kind of sleep. Yeah. But I you remember s- every time like the nurse would come in, I would kind of wake up and I would like look over. Yeah. Because they would check me. Yeah. Because they would check to see how dilated. Yeah. And in the first, the first time they came, you dilated so fast. To, I dilated like, to five, five centimeters, centimeters like yeah. right away. Yeah. It's just like, bam. Yeah. The thing is, your body was probably, like, it was probably, like, it was tense. supposed to be already at five. Yeah. But your body untense and it's just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was like, oh, you can calm. You're not in, like, that fight mm-hmm. mood. Okay. There you go. You know? And then, so, yeah, it was like that for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And finally, early in the morning, I don't know, probably, like, what, 5 a.m.? 5. It started at 5. Something like at 5. They kept checking me and checking and checking and checking and um, I was just stuck at 9.5 and there was a lip and they had checked Cove and they didn't fully check, but they didn't realize right away that he was flipped on his back. So he was back to back with me, which he yeah. should be his, he should be the be other face way. to back. Yeah. Um, and then they found out that he was face to back and they were like, crap, we have to try and turn him. So that was interesting. That was a whole ordeal too. Um, yeah, that was, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Like it was weird to have someone shove their hand into me and try and turn Cove. And um, yet she was like super young. Oh my God. She looked like of it. younger than me. I was like, bro, like the doctor. I was like, oh, first of all, they had three freaking doctors in there yeah. and they're like, hmm, how are we going to figure this out? But it was gotta- a gynecologist. Yes. That they called. Well, yeah. Uh, she was really amazing. Honestly, amazing. Um, it was a whole team of women. They were just so freaking mm-hmm. amazing. Um, the nurses too. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot to say that my water also, the rest of my water broke out after the five centimeters of the Pitocin. The the nurse was like, you have to get up and pee. And I was like, mm, I don't want to. And she's like, well, let me stick in a catheter. I was like, okay, I'm peeing. <laughs> uh, anyways. And when I got up there, I, I, uh, my water broke all cause she was helping me and my water broke all over her and i was like i'm so sorry and she was like it's okay it's okay i'm like no i'm so sorry she's like no it's really okay i felt so bad i was like bro i just got 
literally like my water all over your shoes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. anyways, so coming back, they tried turning cove, didn't work. That was just like such a weird experience. Oh. Like I was like, am I, I giving up. birth? Am I not giving birth? And then like I could see because there was like lights because mm. it was dark. So there was they had like these huge like ring lights mm. facing my vagina, I guess. And I could see what like, was going on. In yeah, I looked down and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was just like, OK, I worked on a horse farm and I've seen a lot of like vets shove their hands into like horses that's what it reminded me <laughs> nice <laughs> I believe I just said that yeah. anyways there was a lot of blood though that's what freaked me out mm-hmm. I was like okay 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 anyways didn't work out and the doctor was like okay well we have no other options so we have to do an emergency c-section because Cope wouldn't turn around and he was stuck on the lip like we tried pushing yeah. him out pushing was weird like, I, there's a strategy to pushing, yeah. and I could like they were like you have to like push. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, eventually I kind of learned, but mm-hmm. he was just stuck, so it was really hard. But he had a big coconut head. He did. So that's my the, god, that's he's got a huge the, noggin. That's the problem. I know because they grabbed his head and like tried to twist the head, but the body wouldn't fall. Would not follow because it's freaking big head. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, right. yeah. Uh, so tried pushing. That was weird. Um, so like we were doing like the steps to having a vaginal birth, mm-hmm. but just didn't work out. And like I was in labor for so long and then my water had broken. So now it was like kind of getting like on a time crunch. Yeah. Um, so she was like, look, like, uh, we have to do an emergency C-section, which that had not even occurred in my no. mind. Like I was not even planning on having a C-section, I was like, there's like, there's, there's no, no reason. It's not yeah. that there's no way, but there's just no reason mm-hmm. for me to have a C-section. Like, I'm going to have a vaginal birth. I'm going to imagine having a vaginal mm-hmm. birth, like envisioning it. It'll be fine. It didn't work out like that. And like, I know the hospital we stayed at, like most hospitals tend to push C-sections very mm-hmm. easily, but this one doesn't. And so I know that they had we tried were, what, everything. 48 hours into this whole yeah. ordeal. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I knew that they had exhausted everything. Mm-hmm. Thinking back now, I wish that I would have had maybe some opportunity to just go on all fours and try flipping him Naturally. that way. Yes, because I knew that going in, my doctor had said, like, make sure you're more forward than backwards. Because if you're leaning back, like sitting on a couch, then more likely the kid will like flip. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're leaning more forward, then the kid will come out properly yeah if that i don't know if that makes sense but um so i wish i would have tried that but i don't think i would have had the opportunity just because of the time crunch we were on um so by seven ish i guess yeah something like that yeah we went and prepared for emergency c-section and um that was very scarring on its own because i felt everything yeah yeah that's... Uh, yeah so i was like really exhausted at this point and um they were like do you feel this and they were touching my legs and i'm like yes also going into a c-section like i had already um so i had an epidural so i was frozen down mm-hmm. there and they had really pumped my epidural up more so i really like i was being flopped around like a freaking chicken on a cutting board i guess it's the best thing i Jesus. can say 
uh i like how like months later we could talk like this uh about my birth but mm. honestly it's still really emotionally scarring anyways so they're like do you feel this and i was like yeah i feel that and they were like mm, that's not good so they're like you know what we're gonna stick you again and i was like okay so then they stuck me again with the epidural because i had been on the epidural for the a while yeah. that's you know that happens so then they do it and i was kind of like in and out because they had given me I don't know, like laughing gas, not laughing gas, but just yeah. gas to calm down. Um, and then they started cutting and I was like, I feel that. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I feel you cutting me. Um, and like, oh shit. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't do, like, we can't stop first of all. Like they couldn't. Cause you're going to die. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, well, but they had to get Cove out yeah. and they're like, we can't put you under because uh, the uterus tends to bleed, bleed excessively yeah. when you go under. Um, so that was stressful. So, yep. uh, yeah, I felt them g- cut me open and they gave me more gas, I guess, so that yeah, I wouldn't you were kind of like in. in and out. Yeah, like I was not, I don't remember most of it. Um, and then I, I don't know that I don't remember them pulling him out. Mm. So that's good. Yep. Um, and then they put me and then they let me say hi to Cove. And then they put me under. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anything except for when I was wheeled out and she was pushing on my stomach. Oh, yeah. I, you, you. I was begging her. I was like, please. You're like, please no, do you, stop. do you really have to? Do you, yeah. You're like, she's like, no, I have to. Yeah. Because it I know. needs to be healed. I, I, I felt so bad after. I was like, I, I, I wasn't even being mean to her. I was just like, please just stop. It hurts so bad. But after I was like, oh, my God, I was so mean to her. But I really... I don't think I was actually that big no. to her. Um, but you gave skin to skin with Cove. So the hospital yeah. is really much like skin to skin. Yeah. Like, so if the mom can't like give skin to skin right away, then it's like the dad has to. Yeah. So for the first two, uh, first hour, I pretty much was just like I held Cove. Well, because I was being stitched yeah. up. And I'm glad, honestly, I'm glad I was knocked out because yeah. I would have been so scared alone being like in that operating room. Cause I remember going in before you were allowed in, mm. it was a really intense, scary well, that's time. It. And that's the thing. Like, like I, well, I pretty much did the, the whole skin to skin with Cove and yeah. like, honestly, he was really good. Like, you know how sometimes like kids just like, they're just screaming cause they're like Me, hungry when I was born. Yeah. He honestly did not scream yeah the whole time he was really good he was looking at me with his like big eyes and just like mouthing Aww. like he was hungry like, like the nurse was looking at him and stuff and like so cute was like i'm like crying i'm tearing up that's yeah. so cute but, but yeah my yeah. arm but after my arms i was so <laughs> tense i was like okay can't i can't like don't drop like, him as soon as they wheeled her in they made her hold him. Yeah, and I didn't want to. They're like, we're putting him on you. And I was like, no, don't put him on me because I felt like I was so out of it that and I could not like hold my him. child. Yeah, I was scared to hurt him. I was scared I wasn't able to hold him. Like, I didn't understand how he would stay on my chest yeah. without me dropping him. You I was, did. They forced him on me. Yeah. They were like, no, here. And I was like, no. Anyways. Yeah. And then as soon as, like, I handed it up, my, my arms hurt so <laughs> bad. Like, I was so tense i was like oh my god like oh my gosh <sighs> yeah uh so but they wheeled cove up with you yeah he was on my chest when we went up the whole way yeah, yeah. uh so then we that was 
pretty much the labor and the birth, I guess. It was it just didn't go as planned. No. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I should have went in expecting like that a C-section was no. No, you can't expect the worst though. But no. I was just should have went in expecting like a C-section can still be a possibility. Yeah. But they said though if you 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 can still have a normal yes. birth after yeah. if you wait the proper time. Yeah. And- yeah, I have to properly. just wait 18 months or whatever they said. So that's yeah. good. And honestly, like, the whole team was really nice, which I'm really mm-hmm. grateful for. I'm grateful for that experience because I know, like, a lot of people have really... Traumatic. It's a tra- No matter what, no matter what birth you have, it can be very traumatic very easily. It's very hard. It's mm-hmm. just not easy. And everyone has... You know, some people have very easy birth. Yeah. Some people don't. And um, some people, it's like 45 minutes. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. it's just nice when you have a really great team. And mm-hmm. that really helps. Yes. They were very caring and especially yeah, very knowledgeable about breastfeeding and everything like that. And just going into the recovery after. So my C-section recovery, that was a journey that I was not expecting to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Just I had prepared everything for a vaginal birth that I wasn't preparing for a C-section recovery. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I don't know, like it was hard. So pretty much within like 24 hours, they had me sitting up, mm-hmm. which it just like, it felt like it was burning and it just felt like my skin was being pulled. And I, since I had, um... Since I went under, I had like a tubes in my yeah. in my mouth or whatever. So uh, I had to practice my breathing again because mm. I wasn't getting my full breath. Yeah. Um, because of the damage that the tubes had done, so I had to work on getting my breath back. They made me do breathing like yeah. exercises. You were still on oxygen. Yeah, for a long time I was because I wasn't getting enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, my breathing wasn't good enough. So I was trying to work on my oxygen and I was also trying to sit up. And on top of that, we were trying to figure everything out with Cove because oh, yeah. I couldn't get out of bed. I oh, was breastfeeding the only t- thing. And David, you've never taken care of a nope. kid. No. Nope. And that first night? I was trying oh, to explain to David how to swaddle from the bed how to like change a diaper from the yeah, bed but I, I learned to swaddle so effing good better than me like i was the swaddle king <laughs> that's what i say okay you know what now our next kid i'm gonna say that you're the swaddle king you swaddle him <laughs> yeah no but honestly it was just like okay gotta make him tight so he can't move his arms yeah can't get out of, he has he was to be a little in jail wiggle worm, yeah oh but that i still was remember hard. that first poop oh yeah <laughs> oh my god okay yeah but compared to the poops now yeah i, mean, I know really, honestly that's yeah it's not much it's just like okay yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's jarring for sure but the thing the thing is it was scary because you're kind of like wait i have to actually keep this thing alive now yeah like, it's a whole that's oh. the thing it's a huge it's a huge adjustment um it just, you know what? We'll get back to that yeah. in a second because I just want to quickly talk about the C-section recovery. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just within 24 hours, I sat up and then not even within, well, yeah, within the first day. And then the next day I was up and, or was I sitting on the first day? I honestly can't remember. We stayed two days there, three days. I think we, st- I think we left on the third day. We left on the third day. They said, oh, you can stay longer if you want. We're like, 
no i really want to go home yeah <laughs> i was like i just want my home uh yeah so i guess by the second day i was you were on walking. the chair and oh yeah so i had got up and gotten a chair you went and did you pee uh no i had a catheter no. at that time oh, but yeah. i ended up taking a shower but yes. it was that was so hard i felt like i was just like climbing a mountain mm. like i was like i don't know how i'm ever gonna be normal again yeah like i was like how is this even possible like i just literally had layers cut open and a baby pulled out of me and i was like i'm never gonna be okay like mm-hmm. i really felt like i mean my emotions are everywhere at that point but like i felt like so discouraged and i was but like this is hard. god for maternity leave yeah <laughs> yeah thank god uh but yeah so i just like i I was determined though. I was like, no, like I need to take care of my kid. So I'm, I need to do this. And they're like, take your time. And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm getting up and I'm going. So yeah, I eventually got up. Getting was, to the chair, I think was the hardest point. Yeah. It was once hard. you got there. Yeah. I think you're like, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Although laughing and coughing was hell on earth too. It hurts so mm. bad, especially cause I was coughing a lot cause of the tubes. It hurts so I actually, you know, I feel the pain right now. Um, yeah, but once I finally learned to walk again, mm. which my feet swelled up so freaking bad after. Oh, yeah. oh my God. There were balloons after mm. that. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Yeah. But didn't you, you try putting on your your shoes I or something? I couldn't put on couldn't? my winter boots. So you had to wear my. Yeah, I had to put on your winter boots because I couldn't even fit them on my feet. It was so bad. Um Walking out of the hospital was hard, and then getting into the car was a challenge. It was like each thing was a challenge. Driving home, we had to go over bumps. Yeah, but because, you sat in the back on that one because yeah. you were scared of the front. <laughs> yes, I really was. Uh, I I was terrified driving home, and I just like the bumps. If you are from Quebec, you know the b- mm-hmm. roads are horrible here. Uh, it was Luckily, we didn't live far from the hospital. Thank gosh. Yeah, it was like what? 10 minute drive not even well we had to stop at the pharmacy and stuff but yeah so that whole recovery was really hard uh i couldn't pick cove up for a while i had to sit on a chair to breastfeed down here Mm -hmm. we had to bring down my office chair (laughs) which was weird and then trying to go up the stairs was hard trying to take a shower was hard like it just was getting in and out of bed because mm-hmm. I really relied on the arm thing in the hospital, like the arm that you can push yourself up on. Yeah. Because thank God I have upper body strength. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So I really relied on that and um, just I couldn't pick Cove up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, we had a whole system. Yeah. We ended up having a whole system and I'm grateful for you. So, like, in the middle of the night, I would. Like he would, well, we would wake up every three hours to feed him to make sure he caught up to his birth weight, which mm-hmm. he did. Um, a little too fast. But yeah, seriously. Uh, so I would get up, go into the rocking chair. We had moved that into our mm-hmm. room and then I would get set, get myself set up. You would change him, give him yeah. to me. I'd feed him. You'd take him back, put him to bed and then I'd get into bed and then we'd go to bed and then we'd do that all over again. Yeah. And then eventually... Eventually, I was able to do it, and then... Well, eventually, I would get up and change him. And then I would breastfeed him. And then you would breastfeed him, but I would go back to bed. Yes, exactly. When I went back to work and stuff. Yeah. So... But that was The C-section recovery happened a lot faster than I thought it would. I thought it would take a lot longer. A lot of people were surprised how fast Mm -hmm. I was moving, because 
pretty like within a week I was going out for walks. I was very determined. But that first walk around the block. No, I didn't even make it around the block. I made it to the end of the road. Oh yeah, it was like the slowest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> But was there bad. was still ice outside. Yeah, what? Well, it was still winter. For sure. Well, winter, March. Uh, yeah, it was bad. But you know what? I was so determined. I was like, I am... First of all, I needed to just move because mm-hmm. my mental health was not good at that point. Like, I was really just struggling with the trauma of the birth and becoming a new parent and all those things. I was really, really struggling. And one thing that really helps with my mental health is going for a walk. That really helps me. And uh, I was, like, determined to go for a walk. And so we started slowly. And it just took a long time. And Mm -hmm. then finally we worked up and we kept going and going and going. And it's just, like, looking back, I was, like, I really never thought that I would, like, I thought I was going to be in pain forever. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, like, I just did a deadlift PR, which is crazy. But even your physio. Oh, yeah. she also was was one of your... Yes. The things you did. That was one thing that really helped me is that I did physio during my pregnancy and I did physio like right after, not Mm -hmm. right after, like four weeks after. And she really made sure I was massaging my scar properly because a lot of people are not educated on that, Mm -hmm. but you should be moving the tissue of your scar uh, just to, you know, so that it moves well, because if you don't do, like, if you don't move the tissue, it will like stiffen Mm -hmm. up. Um so we really made sure we were doing that. We were working on my core. We were working on my pelvic floor, things that were really essential to yep. uh, postpartum recovery. And we worked on my pelvic floor and my core p- before I gave birth to make sure that I was prepared for postpartum, which made a huge, a huge difference for me. And I think that just overall with my recovery, my C-section and all those things, I was surprised how well I recovered and um i'm grateful that i've recovered well yeah me too and i'm glad i had the tools to be able to recover and that i was educated Mm -hmm. because like i'm pretty aware of my body because i'm into fitness and i wanted to be like i want to make sure i was taking the proper steps because i've been through injury and injury takes a long time to come back from Mm -hmm. and i wanted to make like i knew this was going to be something that i wanted to make sure i was doing properly because i didn't want to do it not properly and then have injury from that like coming back too fast because i know so many women who give birth and jump back into the gym and end up having so many issues down the road so i wanted to make sure i was doing it properly so that i wasn't going to have maybe as many issues or issues down the road Mm -hmm. so Um, i think you did a good job I think I did. Honestly, I think I did too. I'm proud of what I did. I put a lot of work into it. And I know a lot of people, like it did seem like I recovered quickly, which yeah, I I guess I, I don't, I wouldn't say I recovered quickly, but. But you, you listened to your body. I listened to my body and I, I worked hard. Mm -hmm. I spent hours and like so much time working on just so many minor mm-hmm. things and it i think it made a difference and I think so too. my physio said that too she's like okay yeah there's a, like your core recovered much faster than the typical person because we were practicing these things before birth same with my pelvic floor i knew how to engage my pelvic floor during my pregnancy mm-hmm. so when it came to birth i was able to start working on my pelvic floor almost right away mm-hmm. so that i wasn't like stuck yeah well, <laughs> and that's it. It just, I think that made a huge difference. 
So switching gears, what it was like having a newborn. So the whole labor thing was intense. But then you have this new newborn. And David and I have been together for 10 years. It's just been the two of us. Yeah. With animals too, of course. But it's just been the two of us. And now we have this person to take care of. Mm Mm-hmm a that. complete stranger really oh yeah like at first you're kind of like a stranger that's solely reliant on yeah, you you're like w- like he's not moving he's not doing much he's just sleeping yeah. eating and, and pooping, crying and crying and but the thing is it's like like you're so stressed out and he's crying and you're like what do i do like i what do i do mm-hmm. and it's like do i feed him do i change him does he need to be changed like there were some times where like oh yeah we probably should have changed him <laughs> like that's why he was crying yeah. you know and or oh like, yeah maybe that's maybe why he's he crying hungry. Yeah. But then we check like oh shit he ate three hours ago okay no wonder exactly thank god for the huckleberry app i must recommend that too because mm-hmm. that is a really great app i highly recommend that huckleberry yeah. app but like it's oh. Like some days you're like, oh man, I'm killing it. Then the next day's like, bet. Totally. Each day is new of parenting, and you it's like can, almost you like just... kicking the balls. It's like boom. Oh, it re- okay. It's a huge. It's a huge reality shift uh, that we really had to kind of like mm-hmm. totally take on. Ugh. It was hard, but the thing with parenting, it's going to be good one day, might be shit the next, but it might be good the next day. Mm-hmm. Like each day is different, and you have to take it by day by day. When you think you're killing it and you're like, yes, we're in a good routine, it's going to switch, which yeah, like, is fine and you're totally just normal. dreading the day, what, like the moment it switches because you know Unfortunately, it's coming. Yes, but you have to kind of take it like that. Mm-hmm. And Cove is now six months old, which is wild insane. to think about. It's freaking insane. And everyone's like, well, just wait till this. Just wait till he starts doing this. And just wait till he starts doing this. And everyone tends to look at the negative, Mm -hmm. which it's easy to look at the negative, but you have to look at the positive. Like everyone's like, well, wait till he starts, you know, screaming or wait till he starts crawling or wait till he starts doing this and this. And it's like, wait, the teeth are going to come in. Yeah. And it's like, Like. it's like, okay, yes. Like there are going to, or wait till he starts sleep regression. And it's, yeah, those things are going to come up for sure, but there's also beautiful moments in each stage, but each month. The thing is, I've 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 honestly noticed every time he starts having like a couple bad days, he just progresses so yeah. much after. I I feel like it's like his yeah. body's like hurting him and stuff, so he's not comfortable mm-hmm. because he's developing. Yeah. And I think but that's you're gonna have, the main thing. Yeah, I know. And the thing is if you're going to have kids, people are always going to focus on the negative. But there's so many beautiful moments mm. within each month, each stage of that he's gone through. Yeah. We've had insanely beautiful moments. And I'm so grateful for those mm-hmm. moments. I'm like, oh, yeah, like I really liked that he was a newborn and he's cuddly. But I love him now because he can crawl and move. And, well, not fully crawl, but he's almost crawling. Well, he's moving He's so moving much. and he's, he's like, laughing and he's giggling and he's, he's interacting. Yes, like, exactly. When we're in the store with him. He's looking at the lights. He's like yeah. so amazed by just everything. Like he's so pure. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> yes, nice. It is nice. and But it's like one of the hardest jobs in the world is becoming a parent because you have to become very selfless Mm -hmm. before you're very like selfish not in a bad way but you're like thinking of only you well really like you're like oh well like i think of me but i also think of you but i don't really think of you as like i need to take care of you it's like okay well look i'm gonna go 
to the gym. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. going to go do something. Like, yeah. You like you good at home? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, oh shit. Like I don't want to leave all the responsibility on you. So it's like, like I want to be Well, home. we have to balance it That's out kind it. of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah. So you just become very selfless because now you have to take care of a human mm-hmm. all the time. Like it's like there's no giving up from, especially as a mother, as soon as you wake up, you are thinking about your child. As soon as you go to bed or even throughout the night, there's not one moment where you're not thinking of your baby or your child, whatever. You're thinking about them all the time. What are we doing next? When's a feed? Mm-hmm. When's a diaper change? How have he, how much has he eaten? Like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it can be mentally overwhelming for sure sometimes. That's why I think it's important f- to have a break. Yeah. Um, it helps. I'm grateful that I have you, that mm-hmm. I can have a break where I can go work out or I can go for a walk or drive or do whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, all part of the thing. And it's something like that we had to balance out, but we really made sure that we figured that out before we gave birth. Yeah. Like we really made sure like, okay, we are going to check in on each other mm-hmm. because a huge thing too is like anger. Oh yeah. That they tell you in the hospital too. They're like, okay, look, like anger is a huge thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But when you give birth, anger is so hard, especially as the pregnant women. Mm-hmm. But even you experience it too. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's the crying. The crying sets off your internal like. It just gets to you. But the thing yeah. is, it's. I think it's the lack of sleep sometimes. Yes. And just. The emotional. You just don't know what to do what that's it and it's an over and it's a shift it's a Mm -hmm. shift in reality and it's hard and the anger is hard and Mm -hmm. i really really struggled with it sometimes but luckily you you would check in you're like are you at your limit Mm -hmm. and i would say yes sometimes i tried to fight it because i didn't want to be seen as weak yeah but that's just my internal thing but a lot of times i was like i'm at my limit and you took over Mm -hmm. And that's what something we really checked in on each other is like, okay, I'm at my limit. I need a break. Like, yeah. we switched, you know, and yeah. we did our best. Well, that's it. And you did the same with me. I'm like, are you at your limit? Yes. Okay. Then I take over. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. And we worked on that. And sometimes, like, even if you weren't home, I just had to put him in his crib and just step out for five minutes just to breathe. He's mm-hmm. safe in his crib. He's fine. But, you know, sometimes... I need a second, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's mentally challenging. It is. It really is. And, um, yeah, I was, it's just like such a huge reality shift. And I, uh, there's days that you're going to struggle, but there's days that you're going to have such beautiful moments mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not easy for sure, but I love this kid so much. <laughs> This kid is, I, I can't believe how much I love this kid. Yeah. It, and it's, it's insane to me. It honestly is because it's, it's like, it's, it's so weird. It's weird because there's a different, like I have a love for you. Yeah. But like there's a different, it's like a devotion. I don't even know how to explain it. Like I love you. I love you. But yeah. I also like love Cove. Like, <laughs> I don't know. To, I don't know how to explain it. It's weird. Yeah. But like, I also love my animals like kona oh my god i love him i know and that was a huge thing for us too when mm-hmm. we had cove so when cove was born uh we had two senior dogs yeah sam and kona and uh they were 
they were 11 uh 12 12 12. they're still 12 they're still 12 so yeah it wasn't that long ago yeah um they're very senior they're big dogs so bigger dogs don't usually live as long he was he was huge big yeah he was a big dog uh and like you didn't have to bend over to pet him no like his back (laughs) yeah exactly he was he was a horse yeah (laughs) um so they had stayed with David's father when we were recovering in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then finally we brought Sam back and Sam had struggled with his back end before yeah. we had uh, given birth. Um, and he was really struggling with his back end yeah, cause in, when he got back. Yeah. And unfortunately within a couple days. Yeah. That was sad. That it was, was hard. really, really hard. And I feel like we never really got a chance to mourn him because yeah. we had just had to deal with take care with cove. of cove yeah um but that was really like hard yeah because sam is a very needy dog like mm. he was needing because he was a senior dog he needed medication he needed help he needed to go out pee in the middle of the night like yeah. he so it was really hard to let him go mm. um or not let him go, but what happened. Yeah. And even having Kona, Kona isn't as needy, but he also is a very senior dog. And he, he is, his age has been showing faster and faster yeah. throughout the months. Um, and we have carpet all over our floors now for yeah, him. Carpet, grippy floor, like the, yeah. the tile flooring. Yeah. So we're yeah. trying our best. So it's, it's difficult to take care of a senior dog and to take care of a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say, like, I wouldn't, like, never do it. Like, I would never give up my dogs. No. Like, they're literally, like, co- well, they're my child, like, children. No. And, um... But it's... You have to adapt. Like, it's... You really do. And... It's hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And then plus two cats. Mm. It's even more work. Yeah, but but cats, cats are easier. They're kind of independent. But dogs... Thank God, yeah. Because you still have to walk them. You still have to yeah. feed them. You have to go yeah. outside with them. You have to bond with them still yeah for sure especially kona being like alone without sam Mm -hmm. like we want to spend time with him and so that has been something that we've really had to work through as new parents that's been hard and then like on top of that like lifestyle changes in general like we've had to work on scheduling our workouts Mm -hmm. more we're not just willy-nilly going to the gym um i've thankfully we have a gym at home that's made life a lot easier oh yeah but even then like well i'm honestly grateful for my like my work yes like because i can just go on my lunch break like i usually only have half an hour so like at my work they don't care if i go for like an hour and like 15 minutes so yeah like the gym is like a five minute drive away yeah so i go do a crossfit class at lunchtime grateful they have a lunch class yeah but I have a couple of colleagues. That's what they do because they have kids at home. Yeah. And I never kind of realized why, why they, they did it. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So we schedule it in. Yeah. So we make it part of our routine. Yeah. So once I get home, then I know that like, okay, I'm taking Cove like full time. Nicole's going to go work out. Yeah. Or do whatever she wants to do. Yeah. It's my, it's so my time. It's her time. She's <laughs> yeah. dealt with him all day. So. Yeah. And even then, like... If uh, I go to the gym on Friday, I work out and then you do the class after we yep. switch with him. Well, that's it. Um, and then on top of that, like just in general health wise, like sleeping definitely affected our workouts a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like 
It didn't affect it too much because we were very lucky to have a good sleeper. Like, Cove was pretty oh good. Oh, my God. We're very yeah. lucky. But there's been times where he, like, his sleep progression and everything like that, mm-hmm. that was really, really hard. Um, it lasted a while. Like, I thought it wasn't going to end at one <laughs> It point. feels like it's not going to end at one point. Like, seriously, it it's... feels like it's never going to end and you're, like, so sleep deprived. But on those days, those are days that you take off. And you just have to have grace with yourself when mm-hmm. it comes to working out and everything like that like you're doing your best to stay healthy and to stay fit and that's great you eat as best as you can you work out when you can and you do the best you can you're not Mm going to work out every single day you can't have a strict regimen if you do then like fine make that your priority whatever but you can't make that your first priority your first priority is your child after that it's like your health. You know what I mean? Like, of course, your health should be important. Mm-hmm. But, of course, keeping your child alive is more important. Exactly. So, of course, your sleeping is going to be affected. Our sleeping was affected. But we just took those days off. And we recovered. And we just didn't work out as much, which was fine. And sometimes, you know what? We went and got takeout. Because we yep. didn't feel like cooking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, that you know, like, it was just, like, trying to figure out, like, what works what doesn't work mm-hmm. and all that jazz and then you get into a, a routine that actually ends up working out pretty good exactly and then just trying to figure out like as parents too the whole well first of all trying to figure out how to take care of a kid which we already talked about but also like what is the best decision for cove mm. that's a whole other whole other oh thing is parenting styles like especially on tiktok i mean you can go down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. but everyone's like you need to do this you need to do that you need to do this well, this honestly this. i just saw a tiktok about that and i was like my god like it's it's just like how to change your kid the proper way without hurting him i'm like shit okay well <laughs> i guess i'm not doing it yeah but it's like okay but then you read the comments and like well people are like well my three kids are fine. That's how yeah. I like. And so stuff. what I've learned. So like there's people who are like, you need to breastfeed like this or mm-hmm. fed is best, whatever, whatever, whatever. Or uh, co-sleeping, like do co-sleeping. Co-sleeping is the only way to go. Or no, don't do not do any co-sleeping. You're going to kill ch- your child. Mm-hmm. Or like it's one extreme to another. Or like don't let them sleep on you or let them sleep on you. Mm-hmm. What I've discovered is that you just do what you think is right which is fine. Yeah. And I find just staying in the middle. Oh yeah. Doing a little bit of everything, staying in the middle, not going from one extreme to another cuz it's insane. Oh, that's it. There's people who are very stuck in their ways when it comes to raising their child and very mm-hmm. intense. <laughs> um if you're watching this and you see a thing in the in the camera's just fluff our cat's tail <laughs> yeah. poking in and out anyway decided to greet us with her presence yes hi fluffy um anyway so yeah like there's just people who are very on one spectrum mm-hmm. compared to the other side and uh honestly just stay in the middle just work your way through and it doesn't need to be one strict way or another like i was like oh my god i need to do sleep training sleep training and mm-hmm. you really don't like no. i mean i mean not, not saying you don't but it do what works for you that's it. and it depends your child every child is different mm-hmm. and you need to figure out what works so yeah. there there's some strict sleep training there's some easy sleep, sleep training there's some no sleep training do what works for yeah. you and just stay in your lane but 
it was like as a parent like seeing these things where i was like you need to do this you need to do that it i was, was like so i don't know what i'm doing i felt like i was doing so many things wrong yeah. but at the end of the day i wasn't doing anything wrong it's just your own preference really mm-hmm. i mean like i'm keeping my child alive i'm feeding my child that's all i'm He's doing getting cleaned He's clean, he's happy, he's sleeping, he's good, he's healthy. Yep. That's all that matters. If your child's healthy and he's they're doing good, yep. then good on you. That's like it. I feel so bad. There's so much pressure, especially on mothers, to yep. like do all those things and it's like overwhelming. Yeah. But I also I kind of find that there's like a kind of like a little toxic thing about like oh breastfed and not oh, yeah. breastfed. Babies. There's a huge thing. Like fed oh. is best. Okay. If your kid's fed good on you your kids okay like mm-hmm. your kid needs to be fed do what you need to do to feed your kid mm-hmm. but there's some people who are just like no the breast is the only way to go like you're you know you're not a bad parent no like so, you're really not it's just so overwhelming and it's just to find the best thing yes that works. just see what works for you and there's no way like you should never go to one extreme i believe no. just do what you think it is but you don't need to go balls to the wall every single time you do something and like we do cloth diapers but we don't do 100% cloth diapers Mm -hmm. because it's just not the reality for us we can't always do that but we do like 95% cloth all the comments we got when we said we're gonna do cloth diapers I know (laughs) it was ridiculous but you know what we do it we're fine with it but there's some people who are like you need to go cloth all the way like don't use any disposable and some people are like i'm using disposables all the way like do what works for you mm-hmm. and i've had some people who are like oh you do cloth diapering can you tell me the pros and cons and i was like look you can do cloth diapering but you don't need to just do cloth diapering yeah. like you can do disposables too like, like honestly, i'm all for the environment but like honestly what we like what's really helped is you buy a giant pack of like costco diapers mm-hmm Th- those shit like last forever yeah and you we ended like, up giving a lot away because like yeah. we didn't end up using them which is fine but just find what works for you mm-hmm. and go in that direction that's what i've definitely learned from parenting yeah. so far in this very short it's six months feels like a long time but it's really has not been that long in reality it's true and also if you're a woman and listening to this and you're pregnant or something like that don't freaking listen to the bounce back culture that stuff is such Mm -hmm. bullshit like when i got back into working out and stuff i had seen so many girls within like weeks lifting insane weights it took me months (laughs) before i started lifting heavy Mm -hmm. and there's girls that were snatching um doing cleans and i was like how are you not peeing yourself or like your pelvic floor is completely ruined uh but there's just this bounce back culture that is literally like you need to get back into the gym you need to do this like i hate how much women are so stressed to like oh you're not supposed to show that you just got you just you just had a baby child exactly like (laughs) calm down i know seriously like Like, chill it's insane so please like don't fall into that bounce back culture like i really freaking hate it Mm -hmm. work on you work at your own pace i came back super slow Mm -hmm. i took my time it took me a really long time and i'm happy where i am i'm still recovering i'm still not fully back to my fitness level and i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. like some days like some days i did struggle i was like yeah i wish i could you know be where i was in the gym before but at the end of the day i'm glad that i took my time and it's giving me opportunity to get even better in the gym that's it because you're working on the small things that you might have neglected before exactly so don't fall into that 
Do you have anything that you want to add? No. Really. Um, we covered honestly, a lot, it's just honestly. Take it day by day. Take it day Even by day. sometimes take it like minute by minute. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Seriously. Like just, when it's going bad, just take it minute by minute. It'll, it can't always go bad. Exactly. It's going to get it better eventually. Better. Yeah. And so. that. with that being said, this was a, I feel like we talked for a long time. Yeah, I think but, this one was a long one. Yeah, we were very, we had a lot to say. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, let us know in the comments, like this video on YouTube, all that jazz. I think you can, I don't know if you can do that. Read us on Apple Podcasts, on, that would YouTube, really help. YouTube, you can give a thumbs up. Yeah, YouTube thumbs up and comment. Um, yeah. But other than that, rate us on rate Apple us. Podcasts, if yeah. you can, that, or and Spotify too. That Sp- really, really. I think we stuck it on Google too. And Google too. I think we're on Amazon, Amazon too. too. Anyways, whatever. If you guys can rate us, we really would like that. I yeah. would appreciate that. Um, and yeah, we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Bye. Bye.